0: Hello! You're listening to the Not Your Mother's Life, Not Your Mother's Advice podcast. I'm Kim Panakia, the mother you wish you had. I'm the mom of a millennial daughter whose friends often told me that they wished I was their mom, and I still have young women telling me the same thing today. Not because they didn't love their moms, and not because I let my kid get away with murder, but because I wasn't always telling her to do things my way. I am often referred to as the voice of reason by my family, friends, and colleagues, and in this podcast, I am putting my many years of experience as a parent, influencer, and teacher to work for you, to help you make informed decisions on your own about what you want in your life and what you don't. To help you realize that it is your life and that you need to make decisions based on your life goals and not the lost dreams of your parents. To help you understand and know that failure is part of success, not the opposite of it, and that fear is a big fat lie that has been programmed into our subconscious to keep us air quote safe. But safe doesn't excite us, and safe doesn't move us forward. Safe doesn't allow us to realize our dreams and our aspirations. So thank you for joining me, and let's get started transforming your fears into freedom and failures into success. Hi there, welcome back. Uh, Welcome to episode three of the Not Your Mother's Life, Not Your Mother's Advice podcast. In this episode, we will be talking about figuring out what we want and what we don't want. And sometimes I believe it is easier to start with what we don't want. And here are a few reasons why I believe that it is often a good idea for many of us to start out with what we don't want. So first off, there are so, so many choices in this world that it is often difficult for many of us to see the forest through the trees, if you will, meaning that there are so many options to evaluate that we never get to do what we really want to do because we get too bogged down with all of the choices and it can be very overwhelming, almost like a vicious circle. So just to um, give you an example about what what this means, uh, what this looks like, is so you can picture this if you go into a restaurant that has pages and pages and pages on their menu um and when i think about this my first thought was cheesecake factory so if you've ever been to a cheesecake factory you know what i mean um but if not you've probably been to a a restaurant where they have so many pages so many choices and if you were to read every single item in every single category You would be there forever before you decided what you wanted. So usually what we do is we go through and we eliminate categories such as, okay, I don't feel like a salad today. Um, Maybe I don't want to order an appetizer because then I will be too full to eat my main course. Um, uh, Pasta, I don't feel like pasta. That's too filling for what I'm looking for. Um, Burgers, I think I'll eliminate that category two because maybe I had a burger yesterday. And so we go through and we eliminate the things that we know we don't feel like eating today. And then we have far less categories to choose from. And then we can then go look at those things that we are interested in now that we know what we don't want so we don't get distracted. Um, and then Another way to look at this is that you wouldn't go into the restaurant and say, oh, I'd like to taste a little bit of everything to see, you know, what really hit me today. Because then by the time you got, first of all, I don't think the restaurant would do that. They would look at you like you were crazy. Um, And by the time you got to ordering, you would probably be uh, too full and still confused and still not know what it was that you wanted. Um, And so if you can imagine that... Um, you have a really good idea of what it is that we are talking about. So the second reason that I think sometimes it's a good idea to determine what we don't want um, is so that we are aware of what we don't want. Because if we aren't aware, if we aren't aware, excuse me, of what we don't want, we may find ourselves compromising or worse yet, doing what other people think we should be doing because we can't decide because we don't know. So I'm not saying that being flexible and knowing how to compromise doesn't have a place in our lives, just not here. Um, And I know from firsthand experience, and you probably have some examples too, um, but I have lived someone else's best life for me for many years. I listen to many well-meaning "you shoulds," uh, and I say that you know, quote, "you shoulds" of people who influenced me when I was younger, um, and that seems to where, be the way it tends to go. Generation after generation after generation, um, we tell people, the people tell younger people, "You should do this. You should do that. You should. You should. You should." Um, and as you may have gathered, um, from the intro and the other podcasts, what I'm trying to do in this podcast is to get you to acknowledge that another way to determine what we do want in our lives would be to allow ourselves the flexibility to try different things and to really be able to find out what lights us up and go for it with all the meaning and purpose that it takes to be successful at it. So that's my hope for this podcast, um, to give you the tools that you need to do just that. And hopefully then when you have children of your own, if you do, to be that parent that allows your children to find their own way um, and their own life's meaning and purpose and not the one that you wish you had pursued. And of course, yes, we do need to guide our children, but we don't need to be telling them, you should, you should, you should, um, all of the time on, especially when it comes to what they want to do with their lives. So sorry for the rant sidetrack here. It's just such an important message to me. I want to make sure that I get this across. So again, um, it's really important for us to think about and determine what we want in our lives. Um, And sometimes, very often, it is important and necessary to determine what it is that we don't want as well. So how do we actually do this in real life, determine what we want and what we don't want? Um, Well, it takes being open-minded and sometimes being very open-minded. It takes uh, willingness to try new things, and it takes being aware of our past experiences and realizing what resonated with us and what didn't. What lit us on fire and what didn't work. And also the willingness to change to say, nope, this is not for me, and to move on to something new. Um, and As I mentioned, um, either in a podcast or in a post, I will have an entire episode on change and quitting and the difference. Um, And as a matter of fact, I believe it will be episode four, the next episode in my podcast lineup. So maybe you could even think back to when you were a child. What did you love pretending to be? Before the well-meaning adult started telling you what you should be or what you should maybe you should be this So you should be that So what did you love doing? Uh, when you were a child and Really take some time And think about this you might not be able to think about this right now right off the top of your head but if you stop and think maybe even um, Think quietly and meditate get all the noise out of your head. What was it that you really enjoyed doing And when I did this and I really stopped to think about it, I remember many, 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 many times playing teacher as a child. And I did it by myself, um, in my grandmother's, uh, sun porch with this little desk that we had. And of course I had a classroom full of my imaginary, open-minded, attentive students who wanted to learn what it was that I was teaching. Although I have no recollection of what that was um, at this time, I remember being a teacher and all my students were really excited about learning whatever it is that I happened to be teaching them. Um, And oddly enough, over the years, I have had many teaching roles. I was an actual teacher in an elementary school and then I was a teacher trainer in a cardiac rehab facility. And then again, in the corporate world and i have come back to where i was when i was five years old deciding to teach only people who are open-minded attentive and really wanting to learn what it is that i have to offer just like my imaginary classroom when i was five and no i'm not living in an imaginary world but i have come to realize that it is helping and teaching the people who are air quote swimming towards me. Uh, That is my goal and my purpose and passion for my life. Um, I found throughout my many years that when you try to teach people who are flailing about, who aren't willing to try to help themselves, it's a lose-lose situation. Everyone, especially me, becomes very frustrated. And what happens is these people just drag you down with them. So you can imagine, you know, somebody is out, uh, you know, so many feet, 20, 30 feet, um, offshore in the water and they are drowning and they are needing help and you go out to save them and they just are flailing and flailing and dragging you down with them. Or maybe the person who is drowning, who is looking for help, who is trying get back to shore and when you go to help them they accept your help and allow you to take them with you back to shore so in one case you both are saved from the from the waters and in one the other first case you both go under together so I have uh, decided to do again what I was doing when I was five And kind of anyway uh, I think you get the point Um, when you help the people who are swimming towards you you are helping the people that want to be helped that want something new and different that have an open mind and so that is to me um, I believe that is you who are listening here because if you weren't you wouldn't be listening Um, and I do truly thank you from the bottom of my heart and applaud you for that so how did I get here? And I, what I hope is that you get some, um, something to think about from my experience here and how you can use it um, to determine what you want in your life and what you don't want. So how did I determine that this is what lit me up, determined that this was my meaning and purpose in life and what I needed to do and what I I did want to work with and who I didn't want to work with so I did it again by keeping an open mind trying new things and anyone that knows me knows that I am always up for something new I don't mind change very much not anywhere near like some people just hate it I am very open to change um, which is one of my superpowers I think if you want to say um, and trying new things Gaining new experiences and discovering what really set my soul on fire and what didn't. And key here is allowing myself to make changes when things didn't suit me or no longer suited me. And that, again, is something that we're going to talk about in a later episode. But you really need to think about when things are no longer Suiting you and no longer have a purpose in your life Why do you insist on holding on to them? So um, It's again really important to keep an open mind and be willing To learn and make changes as you go along and not feel stuck so um, at this point too, I'd like to bring up the the some of the personality tests that are out there and a lot of them I don't like, but one that I do like is Myers Briggs. Um, and interestingly enough, I did it back when maybe 10, 15 years ago when I was working in the corporate world. Um, and then just recently did it again. And honestly, I didn't think that I had changed that much, but I did. And when I really stopped to think about it, there have been some big changes in my life that have, Um, because now I know who I am and before I was being someone else, the person who people told me I was, but not really the person that I was deep down inside and honestly, truly me. So interestingly enough, um, when I did this, uh, took this, um, years ago, I was an ENTJ, which meant I was very, um, an extrovert too. That's what the E stands for. Um, and now come to find out I lean more towards the introvert. Um, and you'll have to take the test to know what those letters stand for. Um, because that's not really what this podcast is all about, but I think it's interesting how you learn and grow and develop over time. Things do change, so it's perfectly okay to say and to know that it's okay for you to change. Um, and this type of a personality questionnaire, if you will, it's not really a test, but questionnaire will help you determine and learn about your preferences, what types of careers suit you, and interestingly enough, one of the top careers that suits. And INFP, which is what I am, is a coach. And I was just didn't know that. It's not like I said, well, I'm going to be an INFP because I want to be a coach. It was the other way around. Um, so how you prefer also to communicate and so much more. So you really learn your strengths and maybe weaknesses or areas for if you want to develop them or really to know um, where to put your energy and maybe you focus on your strengths and your zone of genius and allow other people to help you with the areas that you are not as strong in. Um, So because we're not in this life all alone, we're not in this to do everything all by ourselves, um, but there are maybe people who can help you who have a strength that is not your your biggest suit your strongest suit so once you decide what you really want to do so anyway getting back to the mind's break sorry I'm, I'm meant to um, say that I will there is a link in the show notes to a um, uh, a personality test that is uh, by Yeah, what is it? Um, sorry. It's a Carl Jung and Isabella Myers Briggs, um, personality test based on the theories of Carl Jung and Isabella Myers Briggs. And so it is not the full Myers Briggs test only takes maybe 10 minutes. Um, but it will give you all kinds of great info, um, about what I had said before about, um, your preferences and communication styles and learning styles and so forth and so on. So I wanted to let you know that that is in the show notes and it is free. So, um, I believe if you take the real Myers-Briggs, it it costs, I don't know how much if you decide that you want to do that, that's great, but I did want to give you a free option. Um, In the show notes that was uh, shared with me And so I thought I would pass it along to you because I thought it was very very helpful. So moving on um, Once you decide what you really want to do Don't let let sorry the lack of experience education sway you from pursuing it or sway you to pursue something else so it's really important to find out what it takes to do what it is that you want to do and start on that road to pursue your passion. And yes, you may have to do something else in the meantime, most of us do want to live indoors and eat. So we do need to find something that we can do to, you know, have an income so that we can do that. But remember to keep working towards that passion that you have discovered even if it's just a little bit at a time. Don't let others sabotage your dreams because it's your life. Um, don't think, well, I'm too old, it's um, it's too late, because I was 58 when I gave up my career um, in the corporate world of working at one company for over 20 years and um, decided that this was not for me. And I've been working at this now and this is really something that really lights me up and gives me passion and purpose and drive to get out of bed in the morning and feel great about what it is that I'm doing. So if I can do it at 58. You can do it too. It's never too late and we're never too old. Um, and I will be doing another episode on how to create a plan to make changes in your life. Um, and that will be coming up in the next few episodes. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to fall. Um, but for now, I'd like to invite you to download a free guide that I created. Um, and this link will also be in the show notes and the free guide is nine steps or a framework of to create change, nine step framework to create change. And this will be in the show notes as well. Um, and this will give you a good idea and a good start of the process to make successful changes in your life. And, um, when I talk about the actual in the actual episode of creating change, there will be, uh, probably a more in-depth guide, um, that you can download for that too. But I don't want to, um, have you get way into one thing or another too quickly and get overwhelmed. Um, because a lot of this is maybe bringing up new thoughts and new ideas in your mind. And I really think it's important to think about these things and let them soak in and seep into your brain, into your mind, into your conscious, into your subconscious, so that you can really internalize them and take steps to start understanding and not just knowing, as I mentioned in the last episode. So for now, Um, Thank you for listening and I look forward to talking to you again in episode four where we will discuss change and the difference between change and quitting. Um, And so I realize this episode might be rather quick. If you have any questions, something that I didn't um, elaborate on enough for you, feel free to send me an email. My email address is in the show notes as well. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have, um, any concerns that you have. So until the next episode, I wish that you stay unapologetically wealthy and free. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you and your time. So if you like what you're hearing, or maybe you don't like it, but know it's what you need to hear, please remember to subscribe, Leave a five-star rating and a great review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Also, be sure to follow me on social media and email me with any questions you may have or topics you would like me to discuss. I might even use your question on one of my future podcasts. Check out the show notes for my email address, social media links, and to PDFs that are sometimes available with various episodes. Hoping you have an unapologetically wealthy and free day.